0: (laughs) (audio) (audio) my friends and welcome back to the angel face magic hour podcast i'm your host grace Lannon. i'm a psychic medium and an energy healer and today we're gonna have a really fun conversation with a friend of mine Suzanne, and she is a powerful healer and very interesting person. So I'm excited to get into this conversation. We talk a little bit about Reiki and working with animals and past lives. We get into all sorts of fun, interesting topics today. So you can stick around for our conversation. Before we get into it, I want to give you guys a couple of updates. So one thing I wanted to update you is that um, last episode, I hope you guys enjoyed the Halloween episode. That was really fun. So I hope you enjoyed it and I didn't scare you too much. But um, I referenced a podcast that I found very interesting and um, around the Ouija board. So I found that podcast and I'm going to link it in the show notes. So if you're interested in a podcast about Ouija and this woman's experiences using the boards, and um, I just found it very interesting, like I said last week. So um, I'll share that with you. Her name is Karen A. Dolman. It is on the Jim Harold podcast. I couldn't find it. Um on the podcast app. So I found it on YouTube and I will link that interview there. And then next week I have that my Reiki training. So it's a Holy Fire Reiki one training that's going to be on Sunday, November 14th from 1130 AM to 6 PM. And that's on Zoom. So if anyone's interested in reiki training this is a holy fire reiki one training you can go to my website and check it out i'm gonna be adding some more information on there but basically what happens in the class is you receive a manual so it's a written manual that's written by um well compiled by william brand who is the creator of the holy fire sect like sect of Reiki so you get that manual and that is for Reiki 1 and Reiki 2 so there is a bunch of information in there. Um, I usually suggest people just stick to reading the Reiki 1 stuff until they move on or if they decide to move on to Reiki 2. You also receive a bunch of worksheets and some uh, video support f- from me so some of those worksheets are from my personal uh, training and uh, created by Daly, who was on the podcast, who was my Reiki teacher. And before I studied Holy Fire. So we talk a little bit about Usui and we talk about Holy Fire. And I combine, you know, the traditional modalities with this more updated version of Reiki. Um, and, you know, I talk about the history and the pro- like a uh, practice, like, and reasons why you would. Want to use it, applications, things like that, how you can work with Reiki. So Reiki, uh, run, one is uh, primarily about self-healing. You learn to do hands-on healing. There's a couple different meditations that you connect with, um, and different ways that you can use Reiki for yourself and throughout your life. Um, you can use it to create sacred spaces and cleanse your home. You can put it into objects like, Um, on your food or on your water to support you internally. And with Reiki 1, you can practice on other people, but it's um, very much centered around focusing on yourself, at least for the first few weeks after your training before moving on to others. So we do talk a little bit about working hands-on with other people. Reiki 2, you learn distance healing. So we don't talk about distance healing quite yet. But um, we talk about using Reiki with others in a hands-on uh, application and you receive your attunement and you receive a certification and you become a Reiki One practitioner. So the attunement process is basically like a, your initiation it's like a little ceremony that opens you up so that you can be able to channel and use this healing energy. So I talk more about that process in the class. Um, And if you have any questions, you can always DM me or email me or even set up a consultation if you want to talk about Reiki training. So this class is, again, November 14th, so coming up pretty soon And it's on Zoom. And yeah, I'm really excited. So again, if you have questions, just reach out. I also do private one-on-one training. So if this uh, date doesn't work for you, you can always reach out to me and we can talk about setting up a one-on-one training. And yeah, I'm super excited. I love teaching Reiki. And I've been doing some one-on-one private trainings for a couple of my friends who have decided that they wanted to do Reiki. So it's been a really beautiful process to see the more I open up, the more that other people are drawn to connect. So it's so cool that um, friendships can evolve in all sorts of different ways. It's very exciting. I always love teaching people that I've known for a while. So it's been really fun. Um, but yeah, if you are interested in studying Reiki, it's a beautiful healing process. Reiki one, again, is about self healing. So you go through a lot of like physical healing, emotional um, healing to be able to really strengthen up your own personal energetic field so it's easier for you to connect and for me, it was a very grounding process and I, I received so much profound healing just from the attunement. So in Holy Fire, we call it an ignition, but I talk about languaging and all that stuff in the class and yeah, what is Reiki, things like that. We're definitely going to do a Reiki episode coming up because I'd love to, to talk talk details with y'all. But, um, yeah, today we are gonna be talking about a little bit talking about a little bit of Reiki stuff with Suzanne, um and she is a holy fire Karuna Reiki practitioner, which is what I am as well, so it's always cool to talk shop, as they say, so that's kind of what's going on. The other thing is, I will be. Relaunching Spirit School, like I said in the self-study version, the do-it-yourself version. I'm so excited about it, but there is quite um quite a lot of stuff I want to change and just add. Um, without the live class, there I'm going to be adding a couple of just modules of me going through the material and, and getting you guys really um, the best. <clears throat> the best uh, possible version of this. So I'm going to be relaunching that. And it's probably going to be either the first week of December, the second week. So really depends on this month. I've got a lot of really exciting stuff going on. So just want to take the time to make sure everything is good and ready. Um, And it's going to be so awesome. And If you're interested in that, just make sure to be signed up for our mailing list so that you know exactly when things launch. And of course, I will be sharing here on the podcast. So without further ado, let's get into a word from our sponsor and then we will connect with Suzanne. All right, y'all. Today we're going to be meeting with my friend Suzanne for an amazing, juicy conversation. This is definitely a longer episode, so buckle in, get some tea, get cozy. My favorite thing to do with podcasts is to go on nice long walks around my neighborhood listening to them. So I invite you to get comfortable and come on in and join us for this conversation. I'm so excited that Suzanne would come on the podcast I met her a couple of years ago through Lauren Unger, who has also been on the podcast, so check out that episode. And we met in one of Lauren's classes, and then we also took a medium circle hosted by Lauren um, last year during 2020, and then I got to also work extensively with Suzanne. She took my Akashic Deep Dive mentorship program and we got to work together through her Akashic Records and past life healing, current life healing, very much um, a lot of the stuff we talked about today. I got to help her alongside her personal healing work that she does with Reiki and all sorts of other magical things. So I'm very lucky that I got to establish these relationships and that's what's so cool about Reiki and mediumship is, and, and really anything within the spiritual world, it's really cool to be able to connect with people through a practice and then get to know people from all over the country, all over the world. And, you know, Suzanne is in Massachusetts. I'm out here in California, so it's really cool to be able to provide healing and be able to also get to know people wherever they are. And I'm just so blessed to be able to do this work and to establish these relationships with so many badass healers and artists and magicians and witches. So Suzanne is very talented and I'm excited for you guys to check out her um, her work. So I put her information in the show notes and without further ado-do, let's get into the podcast. Hello, and we are back on the Angel Face Magic Hour podcast, and we're here today with my friend Suzanne, and she has a Reiki business. Um, we're going to link her information in the show notes. You can find her and check her out. But today we're going to be kind of talking about several different topics and hearing some of Suzanne's personal experience working with past life, healing, Reiki. We're going to talk a little bit about mediumship and divination and just see what comes up today. But I wanted to ask Suzanne, the other day we did a healing session together and we she's been working on some healing on her foot for like years and years and that came up again so I'm just curious if you did feel any difference after our session there so, were some instructions that you were given so if you want to give your and give what the instructions were
1: so thank you for having me grace I always love talking to you we could talk for lifetimes
0: we'll see how long this podcast is
1: <laughs> um My foot. So, my feet have been bothering me for a few years now, as I told you. Um, It's mostly like where people get bunions up by their big toe, and it's on each side. My left side is worse than my right. And it's like my big toe is actually starting to get crooked from it, but it's inflammation. It's not bone related. So, it's really kind of crazy. And I know it's something that needs to be released. And It just won't go. So you and I met last week and I had instructions to soak it in water, which I did last night. Actually, that was the first time I was able to do it since we talked. Um, It's definitely better. So what I did was I got in, I got in the tub, Epsom salts essential oils. I put some moon-charged crystals as well into the tub. And when I got in, I sat there and kind of meditated and I could feel some movement. I and I would the tub as well. I could feel some movement. Um, it's better today. There's not as much inflammation, but it's still there. I don't think this is a one and done kind of thing, but no. I think it's going to be an integration of it's really tender right now. I'm touching it right now. An integration of release, you know, and that, you know, with healing, that's really what, you know, it's an integration. It's not going to happen in a minute. Sometimes it does, but even that, even the, even the after effects is integration. So.
0: Well, and I think like, what I was shown too that was kind of like some of it like we can move your energy with our you know healing together but sometimes those things have to be released by the person themselves so it's just like kind of uh bring our awareness to that we can do that so i think it's like yeah like you're saying it will be a continuing process but i think it takes a while to fully see how that can shift
1: yes and it and with healing it's so important to remember that people can't heal you that we have to help ourselves heal and heal ourselves we ultimately can heal ourselves um and i think that this foot situation is my you know big ticket for self-healing you know to to this is the area i can really concentrate on and understand through the, um, process of releasing this, how to heal myself. I think it's teaching me
0: or showing me for some reason. So this might be interesting to you, but to, I feel like we did this in a meditation before. Imagine yourself getting like very tiny, like your full body is like, tiny like a little fairy or something like a teeny tiny version of yourself and then (laughs) imagine yourself like walking into either you could do it through your ears or your mouth or your eyes and going all the way into the body and like send they're showing me sending healing like reiki or something but from the inside like you you're on the inside you could do this maybe through like a distance healing type of thing and just visualizing yourself, like magic school bus style, going inside the body. Yeah, makes sense to you?
1: Yeah, with the magic school bus, that's your reference. My reference would be that movie with Dennis Quaid and Martin Short. Um, I'll think of it in a minute. Where, yeah, and it, there wasn't there like a thing in Disney too? A ride they just called the Body. You go in oh, and inside, was, you you were in a little spaceship. Ooh, uh, that's cool. you know, I've actually done a meditation, a distance meditation, um, Reiki healing for somebody where I did that. I had to go inside their brain. Oh,
0: that's
1: cool. I made myself really t- tiny and I went inside their brain.
0: And was it effective?
1: It was effective, but again, that person had to do that's their, their part. part as well. Yeah. Um, and it's still a work in progress, but it was definitely helpful. They had a little more clarity. Um, you know, healing's amazing and distant healing is amazing. And the more expanded I get spiritually and connected with myself, the better I am at doing all kinds of, you know, types of distant healing, not just one. So turning into a little fairy and sending distant healing to myself was going to be something new, but I'll totally try that.
0: Yeah, you know, they're showing me just like where the bottom of your feet are like that. What is it? I don't know what it's called, but that lump and then the toes come out like you're inside the lump from the other side.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's where it is too. That's where there's a oh, lot yeah. of
0: trials. <laughs> you know what happens? I will. Thank you. Amazing. Yeah. So Suzanne, um, Practices Reiki and does. I would say you're a medium. I don't know if you have a self description that you want to share with people. How would you describe yourself? Mm, So
1: I am a holy fire Karuna master. I am an animal Reiki practitioner. I do describe myself as a psychic medium, but I don't put it first. I put it like third, but I don't know. Might be pushing it up a little bit down the pike here. Um, you know, all of that, like I said earlier, for me, like doing Reiki, Holy Fire Reiki, um, you know, the healing work that comes, the self-healing, the, that whole journey, you get so, you get more expanded. The more expanded I get, the more connected I am to myself, the more connected I am to myself, the better medium I am. Um, I had my my birth chart done recently, and they went into my—I don't know which house it was, one of my houses—and she was like, "You're a natural medium." But you know, there's things that block us. You know, I, I did some mediumship work like ten years ago, trying to um, that whole process—the evidential mediumship and connecting with someone—and then you ask them the questions. And I and I worked with this amazing woman. Janet Novak, I think her name is, and she's in in, um, New Jersey. She came into the Boston area. And she was really patient and helpful for the process, but I had a lot of blocks. And now that I've done all the healing work through, through Holy Fire Reiki, I understand now why I had the blocks. So that stuff is much easier to me. I can sit next to somebody I just met, and it happened last week. And she talked about her boyfriend who had passed and he was there. So I'm like, well, he's here. (laughs) He wants me to let you know he's around, Um, you know? And so that was an interesting conversation. So they kind of pop in. It happens. um, I tend to connect when people are receiving Reiki from me. Mostly in person, I've experienced it. It's really funny because it's, it's a lot of grandparents. Or grandmothers. I have a thing with grandmothers, um, but you never know. Or I've had, I've also had Reiki clients seeing people in their family that passed. That will actually, it was a distant session. They came into the session through the client looking for healing while they were getting Reiki mm-hmm. and they were, They were family members she didn't like. And during that guided meditation, she sent them away. But when that was happening, my cats came in. They broke in my Reiki room. And I was shooing them away. And I was blowing at them. I was because I I was doing a Reiki session on the computer. You didn't want them making like a bunch of noise. Yeah, so I'm blowing at them to get them out of the room. And they finally left. When we were finished, this woman said, They turned in her, she said, My family members came in. I told them to, they had to leave because I didn't want them there. And then they turned into cats. And I sent them away. And I said, <laughs> They said, My cats came in my Reiki room. And she said, I blew at these people to get them away. And I said, I was blowing at my cats. So it was really this strange synchronicity that was happening and very cool. Um, One of the cats of my cats after the session came back in my Reiki room and laid on my table. So I put stones all around him and it was poor as an animal Reiki practitioner put stones all around him and I gave him Reiki and I released, I did a spirit release on him. Um, the other cat didn't come back. So I'm like, well, if there's another one, it'll come back. There's another, if there's another spirit, it'll come back. And later that night, well, really the next morning, it was probably like five in the morning. I felt what seemed like someone like hitting their knee at the bottom of my bed to wake me up. Mm -hmm. I laid there for a minute and I went, did I just feel that? And then it happened again. I was like, Okay. That's like somebody, and I just said, you know what, you gotta go. I'll we'll figure it out later, but I'm I'm sleeping. (laughs) So again, sure enough, I was in the Reiki room. One of my cats came in. They don't go in there. They're not allowed in there. And it has a big giant one of those sliding barn doors. So they're really hard to open. Sure enough, later that day came in and we did it again. So you know energy just really wants to heal. That's how I saw it. I wasn't afraid of it or anything, but it was really cool. And it's just, you know, I feel like this woman had, I don't know if it was we opened a portal or what, but her family, her ancestors were hanging around and they were like, Hey, look at that. Let's go. And she was like, Oh no, no. And they found another way to get it. And they were released to the third heaven and everybody was happy. Mm
0: That's so interesting. I feel like maybe they like, yeah, to come through the cat or something to be able to be there because you're not gonna just let like random spirits in, so they were like, oh, maybe we can come in this way
1: and you know, animals transmute energy. you know, you how many times has your cat looked around and there's nothing there, right? And she's looking around at something and their head are like they're moving. Um, all the time. I think they see so much and they're so open, like being an animal Reiki practitioners. They're so open and they know, I don't know what it is, but they know I can communicate with them.
0: I you to- feel like doing the animal Reiki, now you can have more of a like telepathic connection? Like You can kind of hear what they're saying?
1: Yes, absolutely um every time i get a holy fire certification you know level one level two sometimes there's an upgrade in between when we upgraded to um being able to be on the computer when COVID just started every upgrade and then every upgrade is also every class you teach or anything like that
0: yeah anytime you're sending the healing
1: every upgrade that i've gotten has opened me up more and more and more, but the animal Reiki was really next level. Like, whoa, that was after Karuna. I got my Karuna master. So um, they're so easy to read because they're so open. And if they know you, you're, you can communicate. I just gave animal Reiki to a friend on, I had an, I posted it in Scotland. I was actually giving her Reiki and her cat came in
0: <laughs>
1: Walked on the uh, computer. Like I couldn't see all I could he was fluff. <laughs> and, um, she said, um, I said, what is he doing? And she said, he's, he's like standing in front on, on his side. Like you're, you, you're seeing the side of his body. And then I saw some movement, more fluff. And I said, no, well now what is he doing? And she said, he's turning to the other side so you can do the other side of him. She she was like, wow. And then he did give me his butt, but that's his root. He got his root, And then she sent me pictures of him later. And he was just like this little puddle within like a half hour. It was so cute. And he knew, and it's only about 10 or 15 minutes for animal Reiki, but it's really amazing. They're really, they do, they take, they transmit so much energy from us Um unconditional unconditional love you know that's why they do it and um to be able to clear them so they can keep doing their work is really wonderful i'm glad i can help them
0: yeah it's so interesting i feel like they have a different i've seen pictures that they have kind of like a different energy center it's like the way that they are on the body for animals
1: yeah they have each each animal has different their their chakra systems are I mean they're similar. they you know they have a crown, they have a root, but there's other ones. Cats have different ones, horses have different ones. I've worked with a couple horses horses given a horse right he is wild. and
0: they're huge.
1: They're so big, but they honestly were easier for me to read than say a cat. but cats have attitude too. if so you have to think about that.
0: You know, that's true. Cats
1: are pretty open. And dogs are really open. But horses were, it was for me, it was like when you see people talking to dolphins. It was incredible experience for me to work with an equine. There's one particular horse, and she was she had this long, long neck, and she's a real show horse, a jumper. I forget what that's what I don't know what you call. It. That's not my in the horse world. Um, Oh,
0: dressage or something. Or that might be the dancing horses. Yeah, she's at
1: Jumper. I think that's a different.
0: I think um, it's called something else.
1: But she came out of her stall. The door rolled open and she took one step out. She knew the minute I stood there. And I was able to. I asked some questions to her caretaker that this caretaker had wondered as well. Like I felt this horse had a broken heart. I felt this horse had maybe had a baby that she was separated from or somebody that maybe owned her last, like she really loved them. And it turned out that she was, um, shipped here from Europe. And so she was probably sold, you know, she didn't know what was going on, loved either her owner The girl said she didn't think, um, you know, it wasn't in her papers that she had a baby, but she felt very strongly that she may have had a baby and that they just didn't tell her. She was trying to talk to get a vet to confirm that she couldn't get anyone to confirm it. But she said, I really feel like she had a baby. So, you know, you just don't really, you don't know though. She had no proof. So she, um, had a lot of anxiety when she was separated from her caretaker and understandably because i think the 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 trip to the united states was traumatic for her
0: cuz they yeah. probably you're like in a probably in a box
1: yeah and they probably put blinders on them and you know what someone drugged me and put me in a box and i woke up but on do a do
0: they have to be they probably have to be shipped like on a boat too which takes forever on a boat I or i don't know if horses can fly
1: i mean so, like
0: <laughs> it's
1: a lot it's a lot no matter what it's a lot and they're these big, beautiful horses. And then people put, when you sit on a horse, you sit right on your root sits right on their spine. So, you know, get your peanut butter out of my chocolate kind of thing. You know,
0: that's so interesting.
1: It is so interesting. Where
0: where is that in their energy center?
1: Like Um, the heart or? No, it's cloak oh I don't have my horse I have it let me see if I can find it I do have I think I have it on my phone um
0: yeah I'm just curious what year was that I wonder too like if there's like an energetic difference like for them Feeling someone with like certain kind of saddles and things like that that we use,
1: um, I'm sure. Because if you well, if you think of a saddle, it's a barrier too. You know, if there's something between you, some people ride like bareback, but then they have all that equipment on them. But I have to say, I found with my experience with um, working with even just the caretakers, and I, I I actually went in and practiced with two other horses. There were. Um, you know, listen, everybody has their stuff, but the horses that I chose to work, well, that asked me, they kind of asked me, I went to the back of the the barn and two of them were sticking their heads out the window. And those were two of the three that I worked with. And I had, I didn't know who these horses were. They just ended up being two of the three. So it was, it's interesting how it all kind of rolled out. Um, but and these horses, their caretakers, you know, had some stuff going on that I think these horses are transmuting for them. They do really do. If you think they use, they use horses in, for um, therapy and things like that, you know, they're like dolphins.
0: They're, they're very they're, smart.
1: Yeah. yeah and, and, you know, animals in general, I wish people, I wish everybody um, respected and loved them. All the same, because they're so special, and um, the world would be horrible without animals. Yeah. I just don't think people realize that, you know? Um, I'll find the horse thing in a minute.
0: Getting there. It's the of Have you ever given uh, Ricky to like a bird or anything like that?
1: Dead birds. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've given Reiki, not animal Reiki, regular Holy Fire Reiki. I had a bird that ran into a window and like was passed out on the deck, but I didn't know if it was dead or passed out. And I gave it Reiki through the window and it got up and flew away.
0: <laughs> I guess it worked.
1: I guess it worked. Whenever I see like an animal, if I'm like walking in the road, if there any dead animals or anything like that, I always give them Reiki.
0: Just a little, just a little. Uh, send, send them on their way.
1: Yes. Um, I have had, I think it was maybe with you. We did a session once where I had, um, I think my dad came through and asked me for Reiki. Was it you?
0: Well, I know we've talked about that before, like, but I don't remember, I don't remember when that was, but I know that might've been in a reading.
1: Um yeah so sending um i send holy fire energy to my loved ones my ancestors my guides um every, you know you can't ever get too much
0: no and it's endless too that i think is what the most like beneficial thing is like you're not using your own energy you're like tapping into that unconditional love like source frequency so you can just continue to connect with it. And anytime you send Reiki, you're also receiving Reiki too. So it's pretty endless. Um, I can't find it. It's okay. We'll, we'll look into it and I'll let I'll let the people know. <laughs> um you can always message me about it and I'll post a picture. Yeah, I do have a picture somewhere. Yeah, I'm just curious because. Especially, like, the animals, like, horses or donkeys, like, things that we ride. Like, I'm sure that is, like, a very interesting energetic exchange. So, I found one.
1: I found one. So, where you sit on a horse? Between something or something. Yeah, it is. So, the root is by their tail. Um, You, people sit. On their solar plexus.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. So our root on a horse's solar plexus.
0: Hmm.
1: Think about that. What they absorb. That's definitely get you get you peanut butter out of my chocolate kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. But that's part of their purpose here at the animals i believe that to help us
0: i think especially like domestic animals like our pets and things like that like i think they definitely help us like protect ourselves ground clear like like you said transmuting energy like especially cats when they do that like meeting thing like i feel like they're like moving the energy
1: of making this
0: and they love us too
1: biscuits. So I recently read something that talked about animals ascending, which I thought was really interesting. And it made me pause about my animal Reiki work. Cause you can give, I mean, you can, if you're a Reiki practitioner, you can give your animal Reiki, my cats. One wasn't interested at all, but one would not, if I tried to give him Holy fire, like out of the bottle. He was like, no way. It was just, I, I didn't know why. But when I got ignited with the animal Reiki energy, the whole, it's, it's still holy fire based. It's a little gentler than regular holy fire Reiki who you give to a person because the animals are more open. They don't need that more intense. It doesn't have to be as strong. It doesn't have to be as strong. And I think the strength of the energy really bothered. This cat.
0: I tried to give uh, reiki to a lizard one time, and it like I feel like I killed the lizard by accident or something. <laughs> Thank it was you. too strong. I don't think reiki would kill anybody. Um, <laughs> didn't I? Don't know what happened. <laughs> it
1: stuck, and just unstucking him meant leaving this world. Um, but I have found that with my pets. So I've been doing it for a year. I have two cats. One of them has like a, um, like bronchitis, he asthma. So it's seasonal. He gets, he gets wheezy and he was super, super shy, had a lot of anxiety, but I also think he was processing for people that he lives with and things like that. But he had a lot of anxiety and he hides in the closet all day. You know, he'd come out at night. Um, he was definitely inferior to the other cat. Um, this isn't
0: the one, this isn't PJ, this is the elder cat.
1: Yeah, the black and white one. And they're litter mates. So yeah, PJ's a boss, except he's not anymore because Nero got a lot of Reiki. So I really have found that with this, these cats, that there's some there's been so much change in personality. They're calmer. Nero doesn't hide as much. He doesn't wheeze anymore. That's the other thing. He doesn't get the asthmatic cough. Um, and PJ, he was a little, he was a little tougher. I'm not quite, he's not quite peaked out yet. He's almost there. A couple more sessions. I think he'll, um, I'll be a little more aligned, but they're definitely more like kittens than they, they've they ever been. And they're nine years old <laughs> and they're, and, you know, I actually, to my husband the other night. Nine
0: more lives.
1: And I said, you know what? They're like kittens. Like they play more. They're just happier. They're more balanced. Um, They're just, they seem to be more enjoying life instead of working for us, meaning energetically. Like if there's any spirit in the house, I know in a second from the cats, but as a uh, Holy Fire corona master, energetically, the house is usually pretty buttoned up. So if anything comes in, it's out usually, you know, gone immediately. So the cats don't work as hard and they seem to be, you know, much more frisky, um, playful, and it's cute. It's nice.
0: Oh. Uh, yeah. Well, I want to ask you a couple of things. I... I don't know how to describe this but Suzanne like we'll see I call it like a, a photo reading or some kind of like form of scrying but being able to see information or read information from images like a photo but also like in real time but I want to <laughs> want you to hear I want them to hear about that experience because I feel like for you You'll psychically you'll get like downloads like uh, information, but it's not as like um, visual. But this is like a different type of, I would say, clairvoyance, like being able to see with your physical eyes rather than like your third eye. Um, mm. I think it's together, but just to, to make it less complicated, I feel like it's seeing with your visual eyes, like being able to look at something and being able to see a different story or a different, um, piece of information, but yeah. How long has that been, been happening?
1: That has been
0: been, whole life. Or, no,
1: uh, no, only, um, about t- two years, year and a half. And I do believe it's part of my clairvoyance yeah. um, seeing. So I would get Light coming in from the outside through the window, and it starts at a certain shape. And it'll, if I pay attention, really pay attention, sometimes I'll get a story. So, three pictures will form throughout. It's like sundown, I guess. But it, it's only certain times of the year as well, the way the light hits. Um, but I could also be walking down the street and just take a picture of something. And sometimes I can't see it immediately. I could stand on the street and look at it. I could look on the wall and say, I don't know what that is, but I would just be guided to take a picture of it. And then later, I mean, I've gone recently as late as as two weeks and gone back and look at pictures. One of the first ones I received, I had a friend out on the West Coast who used to get them. And she would say, look at this, look at that. So it's almost like she kind of guided me to start paying attention to that stuff um is that a g-
0: friend that got a reading from me?
1: No. Um a different
0: person. Yes, that person. <laughs> yes, she that yeah. person, yeah.
1: Um yeah, and no, you know what? I'm not we're not friends anymore.
0: <laughs> well, alas, <laughs> you learned something from the relationship. Yeah. You now when we, you know,
1: as we expand, we fall out of alignment with some yeah. people but they're in our life for a purpose and I'm grateful for it. So yes, and the the first one, one of the first ones that really made me pay attention was the the ones that she sent me and she said, look at this picture I got in my wall. It turned out to be a light picture. I call them light pictures, but I can call them shadow pictures too. It just depends. And usually there's two pictures within it. So you look at the light on the wall and it shows another picture. But then if you look at the shadows in between the light, you'll see a whole nother picture. Um, but I actually got a light body of somebody that was a Reiki client and very close personal friend that came to me to get Reiki once. And then they said, can't you do this without me being here? <laughs> Next day, this girl sent me a picture, a light picture of a man laying down on a, on a Reiki table. Like it was There's no doubt it was this person. They had very specific hair. So that was the first one I saw. So that's when I went, okay, I can start paying attention. And then over time, um, I would get different messages. Um, I found a past, I had one on my ceiling once that led me to, psychically led me to start digging around on a past life for myself. And I was able to match Um, a picture that I found on the internet with this light picture. And that was um, Bridget Bishop, who was the first witch of Salem to die. She was hung. So I believe I'm, you know how we all embody goddesses and pieces of them, but I kind of think I actually lived that life. may not have been just a a piece. I think it may have been a, a big real one. So um I've also seen um uh, my son was was in the room once and about there was a pic light picture right above his head and I didn't know what it looked like. So I just took a picture of it anyway. And about 20 minutes later he got really angry. And when I looked at the picture it was really like a cartoon version of him with like a lightning bolt coming down on his head. And I was like oh thanks for the warning that I didn't get. So they they mostly validate, I find. Um I got sometimes I get um not lately. I, there's nothing I really don't need to know lately, you know. There was a time when I was more seeking and that's when I would see them more. Um the way the the sun is positioned right now, I don't see much. I get some funny ones on my couch. Um, but I don't look for them as much as I used to. i like, I literally used to go and look for them all day, but I don't anymore, which is a good sign.
0: Yeah. And I think sometimes like when we get to a certain point, like you're probably just getting the information directly, like a download or just a knowing rather than having to see it, like you said, to get that confirmation, like, it's just it's easier to accept the information without having to be almost proven like this is, this is happening. (laughs) Like I have to see it in front of my eyes to be able to know what, what they're saying. Right.
1: And, and that's part of the healing process, you know, trusting what, you know, not having to back it up with a shadow picture, you know, but I also think that was a teaching, you know, you're in them. When you're being, when you're being guided and taught that way, you have to trust what you see. And then if it fully blossoms into the physical 3D, you go, oh, okay. I'll trust my intuition when I see things. And eventually you don't even need to see the picture, but I think they're fun. I think they're really fun. I really like when I see them. Um trying to think if I've seen any lately. Not really, no. Like I thought I saw Michael Myers on my ceiling and it was like Halloween week. So i of course it did.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes we can, yeah, create that that idea within our mind.
1: Yes, and someone once told me they thought it was my higher self speaking to me.
0: That would make sense to me.
1: Yeah, and and because I'm so aligned with my higher self, I don't see them as much anymore because we're always talking.
0: Yeah, I think... Yeah, it does. We we don't need those reminders as much. Yeah, but they are fun. They're fun to get. I think. Oh, sorry. Do you think you could manifest them? Like, do you think you could be like, I'm gonna take a picture today, show me this image, and you'd be able to see the image. Say it again. Like you could manifest a photograph. Like, say you're gonna go to the grocery store or something, and you're like, show me an image confirm whatever you're trying to confirm um and then it, you could just like you know see if you could randomly take a photograph and if it would have an image for you in it
1: uh yes the process is a little different i actually think i've done i th- actually think i'm doing that right now so i'll say I'll try, i can't remember There was a recent, I had a really strange synchronicity. Oh, um, it was during the St. Anthony Festival here in Boston. And I said something about what I was going to see there. Um, I don't remember specifically, but it was about money. And when I, half an hour later, I walked down the street and there were prancing parading the big St. Anthony with all the money attached to it down the street. I was like,
0: oh, look. the one that you like pray to when you lose things, right? Is that him? Saint <laughs> Anthony? Okay,
1: so I'm not telling. I just go. <laughs> um, so I've said th- I've said things and seen them. Yeah. A lot. And th- it's funny, you know, nothing ever comes to you the way you think it's going to, it's always a surprise. And it's always, um, not what you expect, which is fun because not expecting anything always brings a surprise.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would do like, I would do that a lot. Just ask to be shown things, but it, for me, it's like more yeah, tan- I guess, tangible, like, y- like for you, you see it in the image, like it, like the image, I'm trying to explain this so people can understand the image is an image. It's just an image, but what you see is different than the image. So if it was a glass of water, I would just see that glass of water. You might see shapes that create a face or something like that.
1: I see it in everything. Like I really do. If I really want to look, I can see it in the floorboards of a hardwood floor. I can see pictures in that. Um, I have a um, countertop at home. There's like bums in it. There's pick like images um, in the shower on the marble. I can see a yeti. There's things that I see. And you know what? Everybody sees what they can see as well. So it's just cool. Like it's, it's fun sometimes just to to see. It's not that there's a meaning in any of, in some of it, some, some of it, sure. But, um, you know, looking at the floorboards and seeing a little gnome or something. Have, did you do that when you're little?
0: Yeah, definitely. And I would look at like, um, clouds and things like that too.
1: Clouds, of course. Clouds is like the one that everybody does. Clouds are amazing. Um, yeah, we saw, I saw the Burberry horse in a cloud yesterday. <laughs> like, really? Doesn't mean anything, but there it is. So um, it's interesting. And seeing to me is not just with your eyes. It's with your heart, with your intuition. So many ways to see.
0: Yeah, I think I saw... Um, there's like this technique where people will use fire to scry and I think that would be interesting thing for you to play around with like you just have a you know a fireplace or a fire pit or something and just looking into the image and just seeing what comes through for you so you might see like a different story kind of like when people read like you got your tea leaves read recently yes yeah so it's kind of like a similar concept like using a tool to receive information.
1: Yes. And I I did take a class in how to read tea leaves and I do want to read tea leaves more. And it is the same thing. It's finding those images. And everybody sees something different because the person that read for me, I saw a lot. I saw exactly what they were pointing out, but then I also saw other things.
0: Yeah. And I pointed
1: out to them. Um, and then I took a picture of my cup and my friends after saw other things the interesting with tea leaves is there are certain things that mean you know certain images that mean certain things but you know i just find with card reading and any kind of divination that each individual reader also has their own references to things even if they might be along the same lines you know as a general uh meaning but everybody kind of has their own interpretations of things so when they're shown things it might be roses to me might be something different from you, for you. Yeah, totally. But it might mean the same thing in general, but because you have a specific reference for it, you know, if they show it like connected with your grandfather that passed, you know, it means something else. So it's, it's interesting. Um, And we're also different. We're also different the way we heal, the way we see, Um, you know, I really believe everybody um, can do all, all of this stuff.
0: Uh, yeah that i always say that everyone's a little bit psychic they just have to remember it exactly like we all know how to do it. it's natural we just are in a society where our intuition is not valued so we have to live more in that logic brain to be a functioning member of society and
1: um <laughs> yes and you know, now is an interesting time because, you know, we really should use our intuition a lot more now because sometimes we have to go inward with some, a lot of the information that we get and you may not agree with the information you're seeing in the media or whatever. And like, is that real? Is that how I feel about that? You know, it's all individual and, and that's beautiful. That's you know the 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 theme for animal reiki is unity consciousness, and it's a really nice theme.
0: Well, I like that. I know yeah. that.
1: yeah, yeah. Of course, right? The animals are unity consciousness. These yeah. little creatures. So, you know, can you ma- let's imagine a world without animals. Isn't that crazy?
0: Well, we would have. I don't know. We need them for a lot of our <laughs> nature functions.
1: They are so important. Yeah.
0: To our survival. Yeah. The bees. I saw a hummingbird today. So that was exciting. Color. Green. And the ones out here are mostly green. Sometimes I'll see ones that are like purple-ish. Like they have a purple belly.
1: Oh, cool. So my spiritual journey began really, really began with a hummingbird. I was in a supermarket and there was one trapped.
0: Oh, really? Tell, tell us this story. I feel like you might've told me the story, but tell us this story. I
1: love this story. Um, I walked into the supermarket. All I could smell was oranges. That's what I remember the whole produce section. You know, when you walk into a supermarket, you usually walk into the produce section first. And I got to the frozen food section and my husband said, Oh my God, is that a hummingbird? And I'm like, what, like, what, how did a hummingbird get in here? So I'm looking at it, watching it, flying the lights, but it, it came all the way to the other side of the store by me. And I had a bright fluorescent um, yoga jacket on.
0: <laughs> they like, there's a flower. We're yeah, there.
1: exactly. So I went to the manager. I went to one of the kids that worked in the store and said, Hey, you got to get this bird out of here. Like this is a hummingbird. It can't stay in the store. And he's like, "All right, I'll, I'll tell the manager." So then seriously, 20 minutes later, this poor thing is still flying around the store and I'm I'm keeping an eye on it. And I went to the manager and I said, "Listen, you got to get this you got to get this bird out here." He goes, "Oh yeah, we we called the we called the um, the what do you call the people that the pest control? Um, there's a really nasty name for them. Um,
0: like the animal control people.
1: No, if someone's going to come and like kill a rat, what do they?
0: <laughs> they call the exterminator. Oh yeah, the
1: exterminators. Called the exterminator, and I looked at him. I'm like, you what? I said, this is. I said, do you have any under do you have any idea what will happen if you exterminate a hummingbird like karmically? Not to mention that protected, but I'm like, do you have any idea? He looked at me like it was insane. (laughs) And I turn around and the hummingbird is back in the produce section. And that's where I was um, reading the, the manager. So there was a lower, like the ceilings in the, in, in the, the grocery store is so high, but this one area by the courtesy booth, they were low. Sure enough, that hummingbird flew right under that. So I said to him, oh my gosh, we can try and get it. Now, meanwhile, I'm like giving you the reader's digest version because that bird was like on a sign right by the exit of the store. And I'm going, shoo, shoo, like trying to get it out. I almost got out of the store like 10 times, but it just kept flying in the store, but it was getting tired and they will get tired and then they'll fall and he he they get stressed.
0: Yeah.
1: So he flew underneath the courtesy booth area and then flew onto like a little knob on the wall. There was a light coming out from the door behind there. So he was attracted to the light. They're attracted to light. And so he tried to get under the door and then I stepped towards it and scared it and he ran and he flew like six feet in the air and hid behind a thermostat. Like there was this little tiny slit behind a thermostat. But I could reach him. So I just tucked my fingers in to kind of shoot him into my in my other hand. And I I caught him. I had him my like in my palms closed. And I peeked in, I could see his little face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was so cute. He was going he was so scared. The minute I got him in my hands, the exterminator walked in. The manager looked at me and said, that was amazing. Then the exterminator comes in and he's like, I'm here for the, here for the hummingbird. And he's like, we're all set. So I looked at the hummingbird and I said, you're okay, little buddy. I'm going to get you out. And I took him to the back of the outside of the store where the floral, you know, they had Um, plants and stuff outside and just put them in there, but it was dark and it was tired and it was stressed and I hope he was okay. But, you know, that stuff doesn't just happen, you know? And I really, it made me stop and think. And in hindsight, I look back, you know, every year at that story and it's been two or three years since that happened. And this year, I think it's more amazing to me than, the last year i looked back on it so it makes it helps me understand you know to really pay attention and i think that's why he was there to get my attention damn he got it because you know what i could have walked out of that store and just that's gone most people would no nope. that was the other thing though okay most people would you're right i walked around that store you should have seen people it was like i was talking it was falling on deaf ears I said to the girl, look, I'm, I'm going, you can't, we got to get this out of here. It's a hummingbird. They were like,
0: okay.
1: Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Every life is precious. But hummingbirds are special. And they're, they're a very spiritual animal. That's why I was so, I was really horrified, actually, that people were like, yeah, whatever. It's a hummingbird. I'm like, first of all, when do you even see a hummingbird? Second of all, it's flying around a supermarket.
0: Yeah, and well, you're in Massachusetts too. So I see him a lot here, but it's like warm here. Yeah, I don't really like live
1: there. It was uh, like September 10th when it was, when it happened. So it was like the nights were getting a little chilly, you know? So I hope he's okay.
0: That's so interesting.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Really interesting. Um, But now I get a lot of hummingbirds at my house, which is cool.
0: Yeah, they're really cool. I'm obsessed with them.
1: They're beautiful. And then if you can catch them on video, you know, you can slow them down and really see them. There's a guy on TikTok, I think, that feeds them out of his hand. Oh, really?
0: I know Spencer Pratt. Do you know Spencer Pratt from, like, the Hills and stuff? He's really into crystals now, but um, he has this whole thing where he made this hat and it has like these hummingbird feeder. I'll have to send you the video but it has these hummingbird feeders on it and he'll like walk out into his yard and the hummingbirds like all surround him and eat from his little feeders Um, (laughs) he's an interesting character yes I do remember that yeah Um, he was like a dick on that show but I guess he's mm -hmm. now he's like fallen to he sells crystals now Everybody's,
1: everybody's healing um, so yeah, animal Reiki, Reiki, they're magical. And I feel very
0: lucky to be able to
1: share that gift. Me too.
0: Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about, um, past lives, um, and kind of like the concept of past lives. I also, There was one other thing I wanted to mention about the scrying before we move on. Oh, I was curious if you have any experiences with orbs that you would want to share.
1: Um, The only thing orbs with me is I've never seen one in with my naked eye. Only in pictures. Yeah. So well, I think that's real those are really interesting. I've seen them um that's not true. I've seen them like so if you put your like iPhone on with your flash, say you're doing a video in the dark, I've seen them through my camera while I'm filming, but not, but they're not there in the room. I can't see them with my eye. because my cats were looking at them. My cats were doing weird stuff with their heads one t- one night. It was my old house. My old house had so much spirit in it. So I put my video on. I could see what they were looking at through my camera, but I couldn't see it with my naked eye. So there, And there were orbs. Mm -hmm. That was the thing. Orbs and pictures. I have a great picture of my husband and my kids with Derek Jeter. And there's an orb literally in between. Like somebody wanted their picture taken.
0: (laughs) That's so funny. They were like, we love Derek Jeter. We (laughs) want a in the picture. I really felt that. (laughs) Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. I haven't seen them. I've seen them with my eyes, but I haven't seen them. Sometimes I'll see them in videos, like, but I don't usually see them in still photographs.
1: You don't see them
0: in still photographs? Or that I've taken. I've seen other people's pictures of warps, but. That you've taken. Yeah, usually I'll see it, like, in a video.
1: I have a friend that takes pictures. She's guided to take pictures and then she'll take. She'll look at the picture and there's always orbs or something. Ninety nine percent of the time she went to the, the site where Joan of Arc um, was killed Oh, really prompted to take a picture. And then there's a purple flame in right on the spot in her picture. It's insane. Really, really really powerful to look at. Very cool.
0: And I think they can, they show up like, I don't know how, I think it's like just the technology, like they can see different layers or something maybe that we can't see with our regular eyes.
1: Yeah, maybe. And like, I mean, how thin is the veil right now? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it look like we've been at the haunted mansion you know those three guys at the end when you're in the at the very end when you're in your car and they're in they're sitting there with you
0: oh yeah oh my god we uh, well i think it's so interesting like the even the, that concept like that it's like thinner this time of year but i feel like just in general glass like i feel like the higher we bring our consciousness like it's not even that the veil is sitting it's just that we can see through the veil now like it's not really even there we just think it's there (laughs) and i think astrologically there's something going on with that as well i don't know a
1: lot of astrology but the veil i know that like as a planet the veil is thin thinner than it's ever been and then now in this this time of autumn this time of year it's thinner anyway um but I don't know a lot of, about astrology, so don't quote me but it's I do so like in the spiritual circles that it is thinner now than it's ever been as a planet age Aquarius,
0: all that stuff uh, we're like moving we're at the beginning of that, which is I don't know again I'm not an astrologer either, but I think there's like thousands of years <laughs> in each age, so we're kind of at that beginning stage so it makes yeah. sense we're like going yeah, our brains can see, we can see more because our brains are working differently.
1: Yes. And I really feel more than ever in my life aligned with my archetype of my um, sign. I'm a Libra. Balance has been such a theme for me.
0: What's your rising sign?
1: Aries. Oh,
0: interesting. Fire. I'm Libra rising.
1: And I'm a, um, everything else a Scorpio. I'm, I've, I've, I'm such a heavy Scorpio that I'm a Ubris Libra, I think someone called me. Somebody that did my chart, she said mm-hmm. I'm a lot of Scorpio. So that's, I think that I have a lot of, you know, the shadow work. Yeah, death and rebirth. Yeah, it, it makes sense to me
0: well, let's talk a little bit about past lives before we close out. Um, I know, so Suzanne and I've worked together personally to look at her Akashic records. Um, I know you've done a lot of work on your own and with like other practitioners. So I'm just curious, like, if you were to explain your process, like, what has been valuable to you because i know you have worked in the akashic records we've also done more like yeah mediumship and um what is it called i just lost it oh shamanic journey what do you think has really helped you understand those experiences the most Um, hierarchy, but, (laughs) but I'm just curious.
1: So there's one past life that's been really threaded through my healing. There's really two, but one of them was one of them. I got a picture of myself in a past life about 10 or 11 years ago before I was really doing a lot of healing work way before I'd even experienced Reiki, let alone, um, become a practitioner. Somebody that I know is a psychic said, hey, you going to New York City? I just got this download. Go to this studio, this photo studio. There's a, um, an exhibit of this photographer from the early 1900s, and you'll find a picture of yourself in your past life there, and you're laughing. And I was with a friend. She said, she's in the picture, too. So we went. We found it. Um, and it looks like it looks like me absolutely it looks more like my sister who's a little older than me but um it was from 1911 so that was a first experience i ever had with any kind of you know conscious past life it definitely felt like i was her my friend that was in it looked exactly like her and then there was a third person in it that we connected to someone that we know now too and it's uncanny um So there was that kind of floating around. Um, Working with you and the Akashics was really helpful because then that validates, you you know, things come up and that there's another little dot to connect. You know, you get some information. I don't know if it was you that told me, but this, that you or um, Deanna um, that said, so, so this woman jumped out of a window. Killed herself. We talked about that. I remember. All right, so it was you. Someone said to me, "Well, you know, yeah, you, you you might have jumped I think out." Of-
0: you told me, and we looked at it, and kind of were able to connect some of those things.
1: We dug a little deeper. So I think Deanna told me, and then you and I dug a little deeper. We kept getting a little more, a little more, a little more. So what becomes the most impactful? Um, you know, as you're connecting these dots understanding um, what this person may have done, how it imprinted your soul and why it's coming up now. You know, it's like a, just a gradual process, but I did have a moment with it that helped me release. I had a lot of um, emotion from it at one point that I think I was just carrying on my soul and I was able to release it, but it definitely um, it, it it impacted so much. It became such a bigger piece of my healing journey that I ever thought it would, you know. And 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 almost like in some ways, this life was another way to another chance to heal that time. That's how I see it. You know, I- yeah,
0: I think it's really interesting, like, you know, to explore these things. But it, the most important thing, like you said, is like, why are we hearing about this now? Like, what is relevant about this right now? Like, it's cool to be like, oh, I was like a warrior or whatever. <laughs> but, yeah. like, why we need to know it's to really heal, like, in this lifetime. So, I think in order for us to move forward, sometimes we have to go backward. Yes. And,
1: but it's how, you know, it's how you go back. And and if you understand, you know, I didn't understand that I was here to heal this lady, um, that that was part of my journey. When I did, I was way deep into it, but how it started out, it started out with like ghost hunting at the Mount Washington hotel. That was part of it. And then the picture came and then little by little, I'm connecting the dots with this person. She. I'd forget about her and she'd come up again. Um, She was a very wealthy French lady. And then I went to Paris um, in September of 2018. And it felt so, I could almost see a day where people were out and, you know, I had a memory of it. But I, again, like I said earlier, being spiritually expanded enough, doing the healing work to clear away the fog of of um, the things that keep us from remembering who we were.
0: Yeah. And sometimes we're like, yeah, not supposed to know right now, or maybe we, we don't even need to know at all. Like it's what is holding us back. Like there might be things from many different lifetimes, but if we can like extract it from that one experience and let it go so that we can benefit. I think that's very possible.
1: Absolutely, Um, and I also i I feel that 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 energy of that story of that past life happened again and another life after it. Until we learn our lessons, even if they're soul lessons, even if we don't even know we're getting a lesson, sometimes until we heal that and understand, even if it's not consciously change, we change something. Um, I always say heal the past, um, shift the present and change. You'll change the future. Like I really believe that it's funny. I look back all the healing work I've done. I can look at, I look at pictures from 15 years ago that if I maybe wasn't being in my best self, I can look at them now after healing so much and I look at them so in a different way with different eyes and then they feel differently. They feel happier.
0: Uh, Yeah. I think it's definitely possible to shift like the past, like when we do shift the past, it does change us now. So me, I've definitely worked on like a lot of physical healing from past lives. Like I had this weird lifetime where my leg got trapped in like this bear trap thing. And I was like drowning, (laughs) very scary. Um, but for years I had like severe pain in that area and like, it's not gone completely, but the more that I explore healing that, like the more that I don't have that actual physical pain, which is so crazy.
1: (laughs) It's, it's so interesting. Um, because I have this foot thing and I have a hip thing too. And I know I, my, both of my hips were so bad at one point, I went to see an um, orthopedic doctor and he took x-rays and he said, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing here. There's no arthritis. There's nothing. And I'm like, why are they killing me? Now it's just one and it'll get better. I know that. Um, but we do, I really believe we do carry um, these things with us until we heal them and release them. It's so important to do that. I walked into a, a metaphysical story yesterday. And as I walked in, there was a woman there talking about how she beat cancer. And she said she really put her mind to it. It was going to happen. She wasn't going to let it get her. And she was really sick. And she said, after she worked on herself, you know, just mentally, I'm not, I'm going to, I'm, this has to leave my body. She said she woke up, she saw light on her stomach, like a shoulder plexus area. And the light came out and in the light was a dark spot. She said, I know that was the cancer and it went away. And she said, two weeks later, she went to the doctor and she said, I knew he was going to tell me I was clear. And she was, and he told her that it was a miracle but we have the power to create. Honestly,
0: anything could happen. I just am so curious what the doctor thought. <laughs> like He's like, what the fuck? As she
1: said he thinks I'm a hippie. That's what she said. And it was so funny. I walked into... Who
0: cares if you, if you can release like energy? It's just so funny that I'm just like... I feel like they probably see things like that a fair amount, but it's like so... I, I think sometimes that can be hard to... Wrap your mind around if you're in a completely different field.
1: Yes, and that's you know. Listen, let's go back in time because Western medicine got rid of a lot of really good medicine, a lot of holistic medicine, herbal medicine. Um, you know, witches were burned for
0: for literally like tea, <laughs> using tea and shit like that. so you know, we I mean, sh- it's crazy. They call like acupuncture is known as alternative medicine when that's like Chinese, which is like the second oldest medicine besides Ayurveda.
1: Yeah. And you know why? Cause people are okay with hearing that.
0: That's what I think
1: you have, we have to, you know, energy work, you know, what, what you and I do, um, you know, they call it Reiki, but it's transforming into something that's just mine, the the way I use it. And it's different the way that you use use your, do your energy work. Um, You know, so we're basically all witches, right? I mean, according to history, but calling it Reiki or calling it quantum healing or calling it the healing arts, you know, what are we going to call it?
0: Yeah, it's really just about languaging, like to make it, somewhat palatable to certain individuals exactly yeah yeah with reiki i think it's very interesting like there are a lot of stories that are told about usui like when he he like falsifications saying that he was a christian minister and i think the reason that information is out there is because when it was brought here from Japan especially at that time like we were very racist (laughs) towards Japan um but they had to say it was Christian for people to want to even investigate so there is like false information out there just so it could slip through the cracks and get seen which is so interesting to me like that we had to yeah make it a somewhat religious rather than just its own thing
1: And I do feel that if, you know, we all could understand energy more and how we can release it, you know, release what doesn't serve us in our body. I mean, I, I can do that, but you know, I think that's what this foot thing is for me. It's a way for me to work harder and understand more about how to do that. There's psychic surgery. There's so many, uh, ways of healing out there that I don't do, but that I've heard of and that people do in um, releasing, because I do believe we can heal our own bodies. I really do. I just think that for centuries, we've been conditioned to get somebody else's opinion. And, you know, we need to remember that what somebody tells, you know, to be, we should be able to go to a doctor and say, this is what's wrong with me, not ask them what's wrong with me, because it's their opinion based on a set of facts that we give them.
0: Yeah. And how are you supposed to know what is wrong with you, quote unquote, if it's like a 10 minute appointment? You're like, oh, I've been having this issue my whole life. Like, how are you going to explain that to someone (laughs) in like 10 minutes?
1: Right. Well, and they're going to forget that you've had it your whole life and they're going to go, okay, so, you know, these five things fall under this. Maybe maybe
0: you're a little stressed out. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you need to just lose some weight or whatever it is.
1: Study that you brought in when you jumped out the window in your last life, Suzanne, like there's that stuff that's real. Yeah.
0: It's, I mean, we have our past lives and in our ancestral information, all that stuff can cause issues.
1: Exactly. And when we heal it, we get our power back. And I think that, you know, that's what a lot of this is, you know, when when um I just think for centuries, we as people, forget about witches, forget about women, we as people, um, you know, authority's been trying to take our power away for a really long time. I think we have we're all such powerful beings, we just need to remember that we are and understand who we've been. Um, so i have a little quote. I have a quote here that I, I got during a journey. When you remember who you've been, you remember who you are. When you remember who you are, you can expand on who you are to become.
0: I love that. That was I, all. I think like, yeah, not everyone is supposed to remember every detail of their past lives, but I think there are like we are you know meant to forget certain things so that we can re-experience them and you know like you're saying have another chance like maybe you did something in a past life that you regret you can kind of make a new decision but also I think that we don't always have to hold on to our regrets
1: no I I do feel though that healing is if you don't do the work, the healing work, um, for some big stuff, you know, there's some, there's a person involved in that past life that I know in this life, and part of my healing work with that past life was to help them a little bit in this life, and I've helped them. They have no idea what it means. They don't even really think I've helped them, but I have. And the rest is up to them right now. So they're at this crossroads where they can either take it upon themselves to subconsciously start their healing journey or continue their life as they've lived it and redo, get back on the hamster wheel and redo that cycle I just helped them step out of.
0: Yeah, And I think some of that too is like learning that, okay, you can only, you know, show people the way you can't, you know, do everything for other people. So sometimes it's, it can kind of create a dead end sometimes because it's really their responsibility from there. But like you did your job, which was remembering that you could, you could help with this situation.
1: And it's funny, that person came to me in a meditation this weekend, surprised me. I didn't expect it at all and gave me a kiss and said, thank you. And I looked at them and they said, you'll never hear it in 3D. I just want you to know. Thank you.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah, it was good. So,
1: you know, that was a surprise. I never never expected that to even happen, let alone when it happened, you know, the message that I got, you know, when someone jumps in your meditation you're not even thinking of them. Um, so, you know, there's just, there's so much magic in the world, grace. Um, and we can all have it and experience it, you know, and, and I get so frustrated sometimes with people that don't want to heal and it's their journey and I shouldn't, but it's because I've done so much healing work and have come so far. And I'm at the point now where, you know we're always healing. We never stop. But I'm at the point now where I have a lot, like everyday magic. Like I can't wait to get out of bed sometimes because every morning sometimes feels like Christmas morning because I'm like, oh, you know, I'm kind of haven't been out and about much. I can like never leave my house in a day and something magical will happen. It'll come through Instagram. It'll come through a phone call, a text. It's amazing. Um, it it always finds you if you're open to it, you know, being open to everything and being open to anything, you have to be open to everything. Even if you don't want to experience everything, just being open to it. Magical.
0: Uh, Yeah. And I think like sometimes that concept of like past lives or reincarnation can be um, overwhelming. Like a lot of that it's not really part of everyone's Belief system. Right. I think, like, if you can take just one aspect of that that resonates with you, like, you don't have to, like, there's so many different schools of thought of, like, what happens when you die. Like, it's really about creating your own experience. But if you can, like, see those lifetimes through whatever it is, Akashic Records or meditation, I think that that will help clear doubts fear, and the fear of death. Like me, I had so much fear of death until I really started exploring spirituality and like, especially the Akashic records and things like that, be able to see like all the different timelines and times and future and past and things are happening all at once. Like, I feel like that helped me release a lot of being so scared all the time. Do you,
1: Are you still scared of anything?
0: I'm scared of things, but I'm not, of course, I'm human, but I'm not too scared to die. No, I'm not. I'm either. scared of pain, but I'm not scared to die. But when I was young, I was so scared of dying. Like even just talking about dying or thinking about dying, I would start crying, freaking out. I feel like I've had a lot of um painful deaths um, and I had a kind of an interesting way in. Like I came in and kind of was like, oh, trying to last minute jump out. And I, I think that kind of m- messed with my energy centers a little bit. So it took me a real long time to be comfortable in my body. Um, yeah, Is it was really said- interesting, like, say that again. Soul. Say that again.
1: <laughs> the movie Soul.
0: Oh, yeah, that was a great movie. I feel like there's a lot of, that was very interesting, very relevant.
1: When you said that jumping, you jumped in, like, remember? Yes,
0: yes. Yeah.
1: Um, no, it's 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 really interesting. My eyes were really opened to reincarnation when my kids were born. My first son, um, it didn't, it didn't, that experience was, was, was pretty average, normal, you know, baby comes, he was a pretty good baby. His brother was born though. And when he was in utero, he didn't move a lot. Like I was literally like drinking cranberry juice and shaking my belly to make sure he was still alive. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I, when he was born, he came out screaming like crazy, but, and then he saw me and he stopped. And I really felt like he knew me and I really felt like there was some kind of comfort he saw in me. The same friend that sent me to find my past life picture, she told me that she thinks that another child that was supposed to come next stepped aside because he had to be born. So I do feel like something really traumatic happened to him in um, his previous life. I do. I feel it was a 9-11 the PAR shirt for him. Um, when he was really little, he used to see 9-11 all the time. Why do I see 9-11? Why do I see 9-11? And just, he was so his first six, seven months of life. I could not be out of his sight. He would flip. I couldn't That's do so
0: it. Interesting. What year was he born? Oh, three. Oh, okay.
1: And they are of that Gen Z. I don't know if they're rainbow kids. What are they? There, there's a certain energy that they are,
0: but like they're like crystalline children. Yeah, they're, so, yes. Because my generation, I think, is more of the indigo. Okay. Yeah.
1: They're crystals. Yeah. I think they are. Yeah. And now we have, I
0: remember when I first learned about that? I was like so obsessed with that in high school. I was like, I feel like I'm an indigo child. <laughs>
1: you were but so you see how your journey started right started out knowing you're an indigo you know yeah.
0: and i was really into tarot and stuff because that movie the craft which i just dressed up as nancy um, for home <laughs> um but yeah i feel like that movie and just lots of things in the media as a kid i was like i'm a witch
1: well you were right and i always thought i was you know and i think
0: everybody is yeah that's
1: the big secret that Everybody hasn't come to accept yet, you know, but that's a term that has a lot of negative um, you know,
0: stuff around it. Um that's like why I like to use that term now because it's like, you know, I feel like that is a positive thing. So I don't want them to hold energy over me.
1: No. Um I actually Reiki healed and burned both witch hunt manifestos last year during Oh I
0: remember that.
1: Remember that during the moons in December. Um and now so and then there's the there is a big um at the PBDSX museum right now. They have a uh, witch trials all artifacts from the witch trials on display. So I'm going to go send a little reiki healing when I go through there.
0: Yeah, so interesting. Yeah, because you're in Massachusetts, so everything in that, at least that witch trials is right there.
1: Yeah, and there's a reason I, I ended up in
0: Massachusetts.
1: You know, I, every time I try to leave Massachusetts, I always get sent back.
0: Were you born there?
1: No, I wasn't. I landed here when I was like five.
0: Okay. I left Were New you York. born in New York?
1: No, uh, New Jersey. New Jersey, okay. So... Every time I go to leave New York, or every time I go to New York, last time I lived in New York, 9 11 pushed me out. And then this time, March of 2020, I was in, we had a place in Brooklyn. On Heights, yeah. Got pushed out again. So I am not meant to be there. I'm meant to be here. And then I came here and I get it now.
0: Yeah, I was born in Massachusetts. So i definitely feel like a big connection there. It's a weird place.
1: (laughs) It's a really, there's a lot of like funk history stuff going on. Um, Thanksgiving. I think this year is going to be, might be a little different. You know, we have Plymouth. You and I talked about this last week, Plymouth rock Um, every year. They, there is a national day of, um, morning protest by native americans down at the harbor um and when my kids were in third grade they got taught what the story of thanksgiving was but
0: they never got you know they get taught the wrong story it wasn't yeah, uh, we we would like i remember we went there and we went to Sturbridge village and they yeah they very much gloss over that and slavery they're like it wasn't that big a deal let's just get over it yeah, no, it's crazy changing the curriculums, hopefully, like for people to start, yeah, seeing a little bit of that, because it's just so, it's just so, yeah, whitewashed, but um, it's just so obvious, like there's so much other information out there, like, if you still think that's how Thanksgiving was, like, I don't know what you're, where you have been.
1: I believe it was a national massacre, but so, you know, we might not eat. We were like, oh, there's a turkey shortage. I right hear maybe we'll have a different dinner this maybe year. We'll
0: just have pizza. Or something.
1: Yeah. I said pizza pot pie. Let's do something fun and crazy. Yeah. You know, always be thankful. Always be grateful. But
0: you know, yeah. I- and I think that's a great like concept. We just don't need to associate it with this point in history. Like we could just have a grateful day. Like it doesn't have to be anything to do with Thanksgiving.
1: Exactly. Every day should be Thanksgiving without the massacre, of course. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you for hanging out with me. I want to ask you before we close out, if there's anything you would want to share with the audience, like if you had a little tip, like for people who are wanting to connect more with their intuition, what would you advise
1: somebody who had a lot of hard time connecting with your intuition you know trusting yourself believing what you feel is truth and not letting anyone talk you out of that you know that that other people held me back from my intuition you're crazy you didn't think that you know if you're just opening up to being psychic or or healing or anything to you have to trust what you see and feel trust your instincts trust what your body tells you
0: yeah and i think that's why it's so helpful to have like other people you know who are into what you're into but also like mentors or classes like somewhere you can receive some kind of validation so you're not just seeking that from people who are not going to give it to you who are going to be like i don't know about that and who are just going to judge you it's like you need to find the your kind of circle of people you can trust
1: i called a catholic priest once to talk about um doing a blessing on a house
0: (laughs) what did he say
1: Oh, this is a long
0: time ago, obviously. He
1: said, I use the word energy, and he was like, What are you even talking about? And I went, Okay, but <laughs> I, <laughs> what was I even thinking? But yeah, no. He was like, Wouldn't have it.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Well, I feel like they have their own methodology. And, it's very much, you have to go through them to have them do stuff for you. And
1: that there's certain, I think there's certain people in that, that area of the church that not everybody, you know, listen, I saw the movie, The Exorcist, that guy, that was a priest. There were two priests that came in there, right? There are priests that do that, but the, he, I. Yeah,
0: there's actually an interesting book by this guy who was a um, exorcist. I'll have to send it to you, but it, it, he was, I think, in the 70s or something. He was a Catholic, I think, an Italian Catholic um, exorcist. But then he was like, I don't know, he's gay or something, something. Where they didn't want him to be in the church anymore. I'll, I'll have to get back to you guys on this. But it was really interesting because he was talking about some of the ways that they work and how it's connected to a lot of different other more like pagan traditions and stuff but the church you know doesn't want you to talk about that.
1: Yeah, the history of the world has gotten us right here. And um you know we ha- we are remembering our power. And I think that's a big that's a big dot connector um right now. And that 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 kind of stuff, you know, the the social constructs and the churches all these hundreds of years ago, you know, the first, uh, the Pope that built the, um, Notre Dame in in Paris when Notre Dame burned. I don't know why I said, I got to look up the history. Who was the Pope that built Notre Dame? And he was a Pope that was, he burned so many witches
0: I feel like that was a big, like, obviously we don't want people to die. I don't know if people died in that, but I think that was a big energetic clearing. Like, yeah. Like letting go of those old, like false beliefs.
1: That it, it got my attention for sure. And that was what, I know it was like hey, eight, two uh, years
0: ago or something,
1: a year and a half ago. It was more, I think it was like, it was at 19, maybe April of Something
0: like that. It was before COVID. That's all I know. <laughs> that's how we measure time now.
1: Isn't that crazy? Uh,
0: but <laughs> it's interesting because there was so much uproar about that when, you know, people don't seem to care about like the earth. or <laughs> Yeah. I remember that. I remember a lot of people,
1: there were these, all these millionaires because they were like, we can't afford to rebuild Notre Dame and all these millionaires stepped in and raised all the money to do it and people were like wait a minute how that you know how'd that happen like you now we can save that we got to save the world but we can all save the world i really believe yeah,
0: one step at a time and i think yeah it is like really about your own energy like if you're gonna feel like you want to help people whether that's like doing reiki or humanitarian, whatever, like you have to really take care of yourself or else you're not going to be able to do whatever you want to do.
1: Yes. I mean, you do the healing work, you, you know, you got to feel it to heal it. Right. Um, I would say heal the root, heal the rest, but you'll find your purpose. When you really come back to your authentic self, you'll realize what your purpose is and everybody has a different purpose. And if we can not, and it doesn't have to be everybody, but if a vast majority of the collective can find their purpose, we're gonna be okay.
0: That, the hundred monkey effect. Exactly. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, thank you. Is there anything you wanna share? Like any ways people can find you if they're interested in Reiki or animal Reiki?
1: Sure. Um, I have an Instagram account, Heal with Suzanne. I'm getting my animal master uh, certification mid-November. So I can start teaching that if anybody wants to get certified. I also teach um, Holy Fire level one, two, Holy Fire master and Corona master levels. So if anybody's interested in that, I also do readings and um, what else do I do? Who knows what I'll do by the, in two more weeks. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and well, you're playing around with making some sprays and some candles and stuff. So we'll see what comes with that. I'm excited.
1: Magic Reiki
0: spray objects.
1: Yes. So thank you. This was really fun. It's always fun talking to you, Grace. We always have yes.
0: fun. Well, thank you to our audience, and we will see you all next week. Bye bye.